if you haven't signed up for our Discord channel, please do so at MajorDemoMedia.com. We have wonderful discounts that we will not give to you right now because we're going to force you to sign up for the Discord channel so you can get wonderful, huge discounts, hugely discounts on all Momofuku products. You can visit us at shop.momofuku.com. We've been drinking quite a bit of athletic brewing um, at our, our, our studio that is not yet there, but we're screwing around. Comment to your coffee keeps us alive. And uh, any day, I'm out because I'm literally, they're all my freezer now is all any day. Just stacks on stacks. Now I need to buy more any day to cook so I can for cooking. <laughs> I've gotten two ahead of meals. Right. You've created a system whereby yeah. you have to get more any days to fill. And um, we've had some wonderful work done to our Discord uh, community. Reorganization. We've gotten rid of some... Um, so some threads, some troublemakers, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we actually have a real wheel of death for the the recipe club that's, by the time you listen to this, the first episode or maybe second episode will be out already. The first episode will definitely be out. Yeah. Where, um, surprise, I do really well and someone doesn't do very well. <sighs> Unbelievable. Also, man. give us five stars. Um, I'm going to say this beginning at the end. It does matter. Uh, we have a lot of star- more stars on Apple, but you've got to load us up on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that you can, you can give those five stars on Spotify now. And just because you gave them on Apple doesn't mean you shouldn't also give That's them That's how on you Spotify. give us 10 stars, motherfucker. That's the only way to give <laughs> us 10 stars. And don't say, oh, I gave them five here and one here, so that's six. Not cool. <laughs> um, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Game Media. Thank you, Yola Tango, as always. I was just listening to um, Bill Simmons' pod on a car drive over here, and he had Matt Ishba, the new uh, Phoenix Suns owner, and he's 45 years old. Made me really sad. <laughs> Reach for the stars, man. Made me really, really sad. That I'm nev- That is just never, ever going to happen. Ah, she put it out there now. No, never going to happen. Never going to happen. There's no world where I will own a sports franchise. Mm. Even it's like, I can't even buy like a shitty soccer team like Wrexham. Because that's too cool now. Nah, that's too cool. Fuckers drove the price right up. And Horalabob, the great gambler, he's bought a, a tier three team in Spain. Mm. So Actually, can I can I admit to you? I think I might be like a point zero 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 one percent owner in a soccer team. There was a like bottom tier soccer team called Hereford United that once beat Newcastle United in the FA Cup semifinals, and they went under and then became a co-op owned soccer team. And my friend happens to be from Hereford or whatever, and was like, "Hey, buy this, buy." Buy a piece of this soccer team for ten dollars. I think somewhere in my email, I might be a part owner of a soccer team. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Dreams do come true, guys. Dude, on you, one of uh, the one thousand soccer teams that are called United. (laughs) Exactly. It got me realizing or thinking. You know, uh, my friend. I I didn't really want to talk about it. Uh, Jock died. uh, Zofrillo. He passed away at age forty six. And I was like, huh, this shit is happening now. It's either you do some something. Super cool, like buying the Phoenix Suns, or you die prematurely. So, um, get busy living, guys. Mm-hmm. I it's now my goal to buy the MLS as a whole. As a whole, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to buy the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's more or not less just ex- a team? Right. I'm going to buy the whole fucking league. More or less expensive than one Premier League team. <laughs> United I'm is do going for seven Here's billion. what I'm going to do. I'm going to do everything in my power to drive the value down to nothing. <laughs> Just I'm going to do take a page out of good old Donald Trump and w- take out a page of how he ruined the USFL. That's what I'm going to try to do. And then try to the MLS it. and then bring it back up. Right. With lingerie and stuff, just yeah. like Donald just, Trump. <laughs> what do you mean lingerie? Wasn't did he like buy the? Didn't he do like the lingerie bowl? Wasn't that his thing? Yeah, get your head out of the gutter. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they don't call me hot zone for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> call me HR hot zone for nothing. Anyway, we're we're getting way off topic here, but um, we we uh decided to actually move into our studio. But I still think even when we do, 
we're still going to be doing podcasts out of here. I think so too. What's been funny about the studio so far is uh, because we're not in there full time, but the only the closest thing I can I can compare it to at this moment, and I wonder if you agree with me, Chang. I feel like we've moved into our first college apartment because <laughs> it's yeah. like who fucking left all this in the fridge today? Are you going to eat this? I was so mad yesterday cleaning up. Why would you just leave three grapes in a quart container? So there's been a lot of photo shoots in the studio. <laughs> We've used it a handful of times. We've done a couple dinners. I've got a couple dinners coming up cooking for some companies. Uh, a lot of people super, super interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't have the cadence of a regular restaurant. And um, a lot of shit was bought for the photographs. Plants that I... If those that know me know that I hate plants and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Once I heard that Gramercy Tavern spends like $700,000 a year on their floral arrangements at the restaurant in New York City, like they actually have a florist downstairs. And I was like, if I have a restaurant, that is definitely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> not that I don't like flowers, but uh, it's just like, to me, again, that tells you everything. Danny Meyer, I need flowers. I need beauty. To me, no. Mm-hmm. That's unnecessary. This is a tiny thing. I know we're talking about something else, but we should like this fact is something it took me a long, 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 long time to even notice about restaurants. If you walk into a restaurant and you see it full of beautiful floral arrangements or well cared for plants, (laughs) it's not easier for a restaurant to do that than it would be for you to do it at home. It's not cheaper. It is an extremely expensive endeavor and time consuming to me. That's like straight out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, we have a lot of plants right now in the studio, and I got to say, they're not doing so great. Um, and yesterday, I spent good old nine, at least 90 minutes while Ying had a meeting downstairs cleaning up a giant, I don't even know what it was, a bushel of rosemary. Yeah. Who the fuck has a bushel of rosemary? It looked like a, it looked like a, um, it looked like something a character in a Diego Rivera plant would be carrying, a uh, painting would be carrying on their back. <laughs> Just like a huge pile of rosemary twigs. And uh, it's the worst kind of thing because it's effectively a Christmas tree. So if you let that die, the shrapnel of pine needle things were everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's, I was like, that's never going to happen again. So I'm taking photos of all the plants that were like, this died, we're never buying it again. All through this meeting I was trying to have downstairs, I just hear Jake just banging around out there. <laughs> a broom, sw- like, swishing across the ground, just mutters a fucking goddamn, just fucking rosemary everywhere. They're just, like, again, like, simple things. Like, the trash cans. We have two trash can bins. There's shit in between the trash cans already. Listen, we talked about having a restaurant license. There's going to be a major domain studio license. You're not allowed in until you pass 40 hours of the DC. This is how you fucking do it in the kitchen hours. work. License. 40 hours is so much. 40, 40 fucking hours, time. and you got to renew that license every six months. Motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 I can't believe I opened up the work. trash can. I was like, how the fuck did you get trash already in the crevice? Yeah. There's only been like four people that have used this trash can. Mm. Un- unacceptable. I I mean. You know what I'm talking about? You pull it out, the trash can lining thing. I know bin. what you're talking about because I cleaned it yesterday. Mm. So mad. It's that one roommate. <laughs> Who is that one? Unfortunately, roommate? we got a lot of those roommates. Oh. Yeah, we're a house full of those roommates. And there I'm going to be the worst roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to write down I'm going to have a, a notepad. I'm going to tape shit to all the mistakes being mm-hmm. like this was Chris Chen's. God knows we love a, a wheel. So we have a chore wheel, yeah. a whole, <laughs> a chore whole wheel. goddamn thing. We're going to have all chores. of it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be amazing. Democratic Republic of Chang is manifesting itself. Good God. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Anyone from Majordomo Studio, whoever it could be, clean up after your fucking self. (laughs) I've only been there like twice. Yeah. Yeah. Clean up. Don't be a fucking mess. It's a simple rule in a kitchen. For those that are wondering, when you use a piece of equipment or station in a restaurant, this is a simple rule. And it's how you should treat the world at large, you leave it in a better place than you found it. Mm-hmm. Simple. I don't know why it's so simple. Producers in there, is that hard to fucking understand? No. Yet, there are people <laughs> within Major, Sto- Major Dova Studio that seem to have a hard time understanding that. I mean, who would you, who would shake their head no if you said, don't you believe in leaving the world in a better place? Mm, no, I would disagree. No, I disagree. I disagree. Right there. I disagree. No, not feeling it. Nodding your head is one thing. 
picking up the fucking or wiping up the spillage that you you threw away a half drunk Coca Cola and you spilled dribbled some off the side and it was just got sticky. Wiping that off is what we're talking about. It's easy to nod your head. Wipe that I shit opened up. up. I got I'm so mad now. Just thinking about it, I opened <laughs> up one of the trash bins and I saw the future. It's like it took me to like I took a hallucinogenic. Because that's what it looked like at the bottom of the trash can because it was like, looked like planets exploding because it were <laughs> oranges that had decomposed in a color that I'd never seen before. And I, I was like, how the fuck did we allow this to happen? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a neon. It looked like the center of the sun. Not to pick on Chris Chud, but the other day as I was like, uh, I was throwing, there's a giant bowl of decorative real oranges that had been purchased for a photo shoot from the produce market at the row. And you know, it's one bad apple ruins the, the, what is it? Ruins the bunch, whatever the hell it is. This is what happened with this oranges. They'd all gotten moldy as I was emptying them into a trash can. Chris Chen just came up and plucked one out. Like he was choosing a piece of fruit. He was like, can I have this? I was like, do you not see me throwing away all the radio? It's radioactive brethren next to it. What are you doing, man? Just again, I'm telling this for the people. There's only six of us at Major Demo Studios. But for anybody else that needs a reference point, leave things better than you found it. That's just a good rule in life. And uh, there's another rule that everyone should be aware of. FIFO. First in, first out. I don't know what happened, but the ingredients that we do have, it's LIFO. (laughs) Instead of FIFO. Okay? okay, we got to switch this shit. Lifo instead of FIFO. Yes, well, it's FIFO instead of Lifo. Right now, it's Lifo instead of FIFO. What you're talking, what, what you're talking about for people who don't understand Lifo, <laughs> is use the fucking eggs that are in there before you crack into or the, the new thing or the butter or whatever it is. Use the one. Use first. It so makes me. I'm so mad now. Okay. Just thinking about it. we were supposed to talk about something else. Let's. let's this <laughs> yeah, is the update from the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, everybody. No, what I wanted to talk about as a transition, um, it's about crepes. I discovered something. I, I, Chris knows that I like saying. They think nobody has ever said these combination of words in the history of the world before. Nobody's ever thought this ever. Blah blah blah. No one's ever made this. Blah blah blah. I feel very confident. That I made something that has never been made before. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Very similar to a cronut percent, but it will not take off like the cronut. <laughs> uh huh. And this is related. Was this at the studio or was at home? Uh, at home. But it was thought of in the studio, but I was too lazy to do it in the studio, mm-hmm. believe it or not, which is weird because I thought I'd be cooking more at the studio. Because <laughs> my son still wants, he's now back in a crepe phase. And Chris knows there was a stretch during the pandemic. And I don't know, when do you say, are we still in it? Is it like New Year's Eve or Happy New Year's? Or is, oh, this is a social When does it stop? Thing. It's a social cue thing. Because if people, I say at the end of the pandemic, someone's going to get like, we're still in it. I have, I have certain friends who I don't say, I don't refer to the pandemic in the past tense because they are still very much in the thick of it. I was making a crepe and I got, this is how I like to make it. And I'm sure there's a lot of different varieties, but I, I equal amounts of milk, flour, egg, or one egg to one cup, a flour, one cup of uh, milk and a knob of butter or some kind of fat, olive oil. You should theoretically sift that shit 
so it's no there's no clumps but i don't even if i mix it by hand i allow the clumps to like to like hydrate mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you sure. know what i mean sure. gives a texture like, everyone a nice touch. little a nice little pocket of flour yeah again i i cleared out my garage so i got a lot of equipment that i i thought was missing and i found my little crappy um not the crappy one, but it feels crappy. The tall, the smallest Nutribullet. Nutribullet. But the magic bullet, the tiniest first one, which to me is the best one in a lot of ways. So that's the best thing to make a crepe. It's the best thing for smoothies, et cetera. So you just blend it up. The blender is the best thing for a crepe. I first made crepes, not just in cooking school, but I had to make it when I worked at Mercy Kitchen for Jean George because we'd have to make these beggar purses with piquito toe crab and chives and tarragon. And it was a pain in the ass to make. And I found it to be a pain in the ass. And I don't even know why, but crepes were never a thing for me. Made it in a variety of different ways over the years. It's actually underrated. People should use it all the time. But I think the frank, the Frenchness of it all prevents people from screwing around with it because it's it's a specific way. It's got to be blonde. You're only cooking it on one side, et cetera, et cetera. And they're great. But I never want to buy a crepe at a creperie when you're at like a farmer's market. Do you? I you did. do. I did this weekend <laughs> and I, reg- I regretted it. Do you? No, it's like the I, one I, thing I I'm like, man, eh, I never crave that unless yeah. it's a, a, a Dan Bing in um, mm-hmm. like, that's like, the original crepe, yeah, right? Can we just say game. that's the original crepe? Yeah. Not sure. the other way around. Food writers, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been screwing around. I've been doing like triple layers. I've been getting them super crisp. So I was screwing around in a lot of ways because if you add enough fat and cheese on top and you only cook it on one side, it's almost like a open-faced pizza mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And you cut it like it's an open-faced quesadilla too. It's great. It's super, super handy to have. Batter on hand. You put some shredded cheese, any kind of meat or vegetables, and you got a simple breakfast or lunch. So that was the, the evolution. It's gone from I put, put in the batter. And listen, traditionally, you're supposed to put just enough of the batter in. I, I won't explain to you the, the viscosity because it's hard to on... <laughs> for over audio but you you're supposed to get it hot enough where you swirl around and you can empty out the rest of the batter back into the batter mm-hmm. base bin and then you peel it out and you a lot of times you sort of stamp them out with another a, a, like a, a like a circular cutter to give them perfect but at home like I don't care I, I don't need them to be perfect or super super thin so I, I would put apples powdered sugar then I pour another layer of batter on top I've done all kinds of crazy shit but two days ago, I did something, and I, I named it the Hugo. Because <laughs> Hugo likes crepes. So I, I make them for dinner. Uh, I make it the night before for breakfast and for his school lunch. This time, I don't know what the, the, the term is in, in Mexican cooking when you griddle the cheese. Fuck. But it's a little bit inspired by that, a little bit inspired by Cassell's hamburgers because they have the cheese wings. So I put cheese first and I get that nice and melted and I almost cover the entire surface area of the pan. Then I pour the batter over that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I put some of my whatever protein, prosciutto, ham, whatever. And I cut that up and I sprinkle that. Costra. Costra. So it's a little crunchy cheese. And then I put another layer of cheese on top of that. So... So by now, the by the time I get to the point where I can put the other layer of cheese on top, it's already starting to get crispy on the bottom. So you got to be very careful on the temperature. It's a medium heat all the way through until the end. So you then you lift it up and it's like it was like super golden brown. But you want to take it to like super crunchy. Don't worry if it doesn't get super crunchy because it will crunch up when you put it on the cutting board. Mm-hmm. So you want to turn it right when it starts to bubble on top and it's cooked through. It's cooking and it's about to melt on top. Then you keep on rotating until it gets super golden brown on both sides. Then it looks like like something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. It looks like a giant disc of crispy cheese. <laughs> it doesn't look like a crepe anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a crispy crepe. <laughs> a 
remarkable. It's a crispy fucking crepe. Yeah, it sounds pretty remarkable. And I got to tell you, it's... I told you, like, I'm trying to cut out all the carbs and everything. It's so good that I'm like... I cut half of it for Hugo's lunch. And I fool myself thinking, like, I'm not going to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you fill the crepe? No, no. I put meat... So, listen. Cheese... Melt that crepe batter on top. Right, so flat. Then, then some protein or veg, whatever, mm-hmm. on top of that. Then more cheese. Then cheese on top of the protein. It's important you put cheese on top. Do of you the flip protein. for double crispy? Yes. <laughs> the El the Duble. You made a... I don't even know what you made. You, made, you, made, a, you made a grilled cheese sandwich with cheese as the bread and the bread as the inside. I've so actually fun. seen this before. I'm sorry. What do you mean you've seen that? Where yeah. have you seen this? <laughs> Where? So, a cheesy, crispy crepe? Not the crepe part, but the, the creating the cheese is like a... like a. Yeah, that's been done yeah, in everybody Mexico. Does that. Everyone loves the crispy cheese. But I thought yeah. the combination... Listen... Or the great, Jer- uh, it's always a good day when you can reference Jerry Saltz. Jerry Saltz, if you're listening to this, we love you. He said Warhol's greatest contribution to art was using the color pink. Okay, I was like, "Fuck, that's crazy." I'm saying maybe my great culinary contribution to this fucking world of gastronomy was doing that. You said you saw, but it wasn't with the fucking crepe. You have a lot of culinary contributions <laughs> to the canon already, but this might be the greatest. Let's. I, 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 I'm not just saying. I, like, do you understand what you're saying? Like, you said you've seen something like this before, but it's never right. done in combination, right? With a crepe, with yeah. a poorly you've made seen crepe. A, you've I've seen seen a can of soup poorly- before. You've seen a can of soup, yeah. but you haven't seen an Andy Warhol yeah, yeah. painting yet. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you've seen a lithograph, but of a. I got the Velvet Underground as my back background band. <laughs> <laughs> Does but it seriously? Does the crunchiness? How long does the crunchiness last? What's my window of eating opportunity? Here's the thing: it continues to get crunchy. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking As for. it cools down, it gets crunchier and crunchier. It it does not adhere to the rules of thermodynamics. Because I was like, can you do little roll ups? Then I can pack these in my kids' lunch. This might be good. So here's another thing I did. This was this one. I don't even know. I got to work on it some more. I rolled it in kimbap. So you rolled up the crepe with the cheese, put it inside. No, I put a layer of, um, you know, seaweed, laver, quick thin layer of rice, and then the kimbap, and then the crispy crepe. The full crepe on top, and then rolled Rolled that up. up. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Definitely no one's ever done that shit before. That's a crazy thing. No, I guarantee you in all the combinations and, and, and theoretical scenarios, that has never been done in any multiverse. multiverse. <laughs> no one's ever made kimbap with the crispy crepe. Yeah, I would, I would say that. I For would sure. agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. So fuck you, Thanos. Hey, are people who say crepe when they order a crepe, crepe at the farmer's market on the same level as people who order croissants? <laughs> crepe? I, I, that has never even said that. But, that's, a, that's like continuity for me. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you're not even different thing. You're like, what is this crap what is thing crap? people keep on saying? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you I think I tried to order it as a crepe one time because I did take French in high school. And so I ordered a, as a crepe and they just kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, a, a, a crepe. And they're just like, oh, you're a the crepe? crepe? You're, the, <laughs> you're the crepe, dude. I, and then I, I, that's you're the, when I You're learned. the crepe creep. That's when I learned. You can't, you can't call it that. You you're, just call it a crepe. Yeah. Uh, that sounds remarkable though. A crispy crepe. It's never been done. Crispy, cheesy crepe. Crispy, cheesy crepe. I'm telling you, it's never been done. And if I was, once I get back doing social media on a regular, I'll post that shit on like TikTok. Watch. That shit's going to go fucking viral. I mean, people like, like It's going to go viral like COVID. People like crispy cheese. <laughs> Too early? Like Too soon? We're, gonna be, we're, we're now entering we're the, we're, just, we're entering the, <laughs> the crispy cheese crepe pandemic. <laughs> That's a real recipe. I suggest you guys all try it. Let me get to that. It is insanely. You got to use shredded cheese. I got it. But oh, I've got shredded cheese. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It is like I'm telling you this not as a joke. It has been the highlight of my week. I'm in. I'm in it's today. It's so good. I can't wait for you to try it. I'm gonna do it tonight. I'm gonna do it tonight, and I'm gonna post it on TikTok and claim ownership. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's take a break. 
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, guys, we're back. We're going to do a couple different segments of how-to menu. But uh, as we progress and we continue to iterate, we have a different spin on how to menu. But before we how to menu, I want to explain how we all, you know, is joining us right now, how we sit, when we sit down and look at a menu, what do you, what do you, what, what, what how do you order? Because I can't remember who posted something recently. It was the New York Times. It was uh, Eric of the New York Times. Said, this is how you order a menu. I didn't read it. I mm-hmm. love him. But like. Let's 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 say how we like to order. I almost at this point, I almost always go in without an idea of what the hell's on there. You go in not knowing. I go in not knowing. That's not true. I go into looking at a menu at a restaurant without having her read like, oh, you have to have this. You have to order this. You have to order this. That being said, I've one hundred percent looked at the menu the night before and all day leading up to dinner. If my teachers were fucking cared about education enough, if they really cared about reaching out to a guy like me, a student like me, they would have made all my my homework assignments into like this, like a menu. <laughs> this is because you know how I attack the shit. I study the shit weeks in advance. Right, here's the algebra section. <laughs> here's the trigonometry yeah. section. I don't like it anymore when I go in and cold. And and not to say that we can't have that pambaso type of moment. I, I can't help myself but to look at a menu. I want to know. I need, I want to have strategized because for, for somebody like me, which is it's interesting because it's interesting that you do it. And I, I wonder why. For me, it's a necessity. I have a, I have a, as we all know, I have an ordering disability that like prevents me from, I panic in the moment and just screw it all up. You don't look at me like I'm, like I'm crazy. You don't know this? No. I'm, I feel I'm like the you. biggest panic orderer in the but world. But he's become... As I've said, the reason why a few pods ago I said he was on HGH or some kind of mental steroid, he's been on fu- in fuego lately. I don't know what's been happening. I've only known <laughs> Chris. You know what I mean? Mental, this, I'm choking yeah. on mental steroids. Yeah, this, <laughs> this guy is now like, I mean, traditionally I'm bad, but I need to prepare. Do you feel like you need to prepare, or you could walk in listen, and cold? Like the reason off? I have to do that is no reason why any of the great athletes, like they're, they're the first one to leave. I mean, so leave the gym first one to get there. Like they're doing all the shit. Like James Harden lifting weights after the game the other night. Like that's the shit I do. Right. I you, put in the fucking work. Chang Chang misorders. The, uh, he gets a bad uh, appetizer and he's in there after hours just <laughs> ordering appetizers all night long, trying them out. Gotta get out the order right. No, for real. Like I do. If I know that I'm going to go to a place, I try to like figure out what is the order. Even before that, I want to know if the menu's up to date. And oftentimes it's not. So what I will do is if you try to go online, you'll try to go on social media, try to find somebody looking at the menu, or a lot of times they won't have an updated menu, but you'll see enough photos of food where you're like, that's not matching up with what's there right now. So mm-hmm. it's important to know that. So I want to know everything yeah. possible. Now, 
are you are you reversing or do are you do you look at it start to finish? Do you read chronologically from small plates to whatever shares? Or do you bounce around? Honestly, I'm trying to get a vibe of it, right? I want to see the font. I like looking at things like that. I'm going to see what they're using uh, ingredient-wise, how they're describing words. Uh, if they, any menu that uses the word trio. <laughs> wow. I mean, again, in the early, ni- ni- late 90s, I swear to God, you see menus that say menage a trois of shit. <laughs> Ow. And it was always Fucking the out. worst shit. It was always Ow. a menage a trois of gazpachos. And you're like, I don't <laughs> want one gazpacho, let alone three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes market price can be fucking awesome, right? It's a flex in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It also is a flex like, like for example, Peter Luger's market price. Mm-hmm. Or, or something like that where like, we don't give a fuck. We're so, we're so cocky and we're so confident in what we do and how we never fucking change. You're going to order it and you're going to like it. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's like the power of market. I want, I want, like, if they have that ability, it's like, yeah, I will shut the fuck up and I'll order it even though it's market price. I don't give a fuck. But places that are trying to flex up and like peacock when they don't have the guns, mm-hmm. I also want to get that feel. Mm-hmm. Right. What's interesting also, my mind immediately went to when you said, like, how do you approach a menu? I honestly can't remember the last time I went to a restaurant, really, and didn't order as a, a family style or as a group. Like, very rarely am I looking at a menu just for myself. Are you, are you, when you're talking about this right now, are you thinking about a restaurant where you're ordering your individual meal? I mean, plus that, you get saddled with ordering for the whole table. Yeah, all I always the time. do that. But like, again, like, I don't eat with people. Just like I'm not friends with, you know, acad- like real academics and lawyers and stuff, people that do awesome shit. <laughs> I don't eat with people that are like, that's just my dish. Right. Just, I don't know them. Right. You know? Just like I try not to associate with racists yeah. and bigots and <laughs> serial <laughs> killers. <laughs> serial killers and MAGA motherfuckers. I don't know like, them. I don't like to eat with people yeah. who don't share. It's just weird. It's like, I don't think that's happened. Has that happened to you recently? Like, um, wait. That's for everybody. Why the fuck are you? That's even? what I'm saying. It's been years since someone said, "Oh, I'm going to order my own thing here." We've talked about this a lot over the years. Right. But, but when I'm you look at a menu, like, you're looking for the group. No, I'm always looking for me first. I, I haven't even looked at the menu, so I'll do the homework beforehand, just looking at dishes. But like when I'm actually fitting, sitting in a restaurant, I, I feel the menu. It's either or, right? I'm looking for point of view, and I'm also looking for the feel of it. The the, the texture of a menu is important, right? A good example are the Carbone guys. Their menus always feel fucking good. Mm-hmm. A, a heavy menu. Or it's, you know, clearly there's an association of the higher-end restaurants, those those menus. It has to be, it doesn't always have to be, you feel there's just to be something, you The know, weight tactile. of the paper, right, right, right. Or the opposite. Zero fucks, and it's just like a Xerox copy. Mm-hmm. The in-between shit, I, I don't care, right? Yeah. I'm also looking for a restaurant that is, if it hasn't been a trendsetter, right? And a lot of their dishes are now iconic and you can't get off it. But if it's a new, newer restaurant that is, and there's a lot of dishes that, how should I say? If I see a lot of yellowfin tuna crudo, um, you know, and that's, there's a lot of restaurants, even some of ours that have it. I'm just saying like, that's what I'm trying to look for. It has like uh, baby halibut with grapefruit. If it has little gem lettuce salad. <laughs> baby halibut with grapefruit. <laughs> Things that have become like tropes almost, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't have to be. Sometimes you can have a Caesar salad. I'm looking for the restaurant that is also has something like a Caesar salad where you wouldn't expect it. A good example is Antico. Hmm. It has a Caesar salad. But like, how do you do it? Right. How's the execution? And is there something a little bit different? And there's this little grilled. It's delicious. And I think it's with broccoli. Whatever it is, that innovation or your take on it can be a wonderful thing. But it's also like a weird signifier. Like, we're good. Now, in that that instance, though, we've talked about this, I think, in the past before, too. And it's it's a little less prevalent these days. But there's a difference between... The Caesar showing up on an unexpected place, and the Caesar with quotation marks showing up. And yeah, that's that's straight place. out. That's Listen, out. Like, no one gives Thomas Keller enough shit for this. 
And it used to be cool. And I used to admire it a lot. I did. But he started, it was cool for him to do it, but it just turned into this cultural acid that hit every fucking menu. Everything in quotation marks. Right. He can do it. Because mm-hmm. his was tongue in cheek. Even the name per se is in and of itself, right? But no one else can really do it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully it's dying out. So no, don't use quotation marks. I'm okay. If someone has the balls to put something in quotation marks, I'm like, let's go. I want to yeah, see this. Sometimes it's just like most, most, most of the time you're just, it's, it just feels like an overused tr- joke that isn't hitting anymore. I, I don't want any more plays on anything. And that's right. another thing. If I'm looking like, and no, that's not what I want, you know? And I understand the hypocrisy. I've definitely had my share of all this stuff. This is how I think about it as a diner that I want to eat at. I'm looking for words. I'm looking for if, the, if it's like the same farms that everybody uses. Eh. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Um, I'm looking for things that are different. I'm also looking for dishes that are critic bait. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, every smart restaurant has a critic bait fucking dish. You critics just don't fucking know it. <laughs> Right, the ones that are just supposed to. We know no, there's red herring critic. Here's how good some restaurants are. There's a red herring critic baked dish where you're like, you put that out there so the critic feels good about themselves mm-hmm. that they're like, I'm so fucking good. I spotted I, I this critic baked dish. Right, but what they don't know is we did that intentionally to boost your fucking ego. <laughs> we to direct you to the other real to the, critic to the baby halibut with critic that we know <laughs> yeah. that's going to make you feel like you're smart for ordering. Yeah, that's the bait. Is always. We, the dishes that make you feel, feel smart. smart. Yes. <laughs> That's the There's dish. a real science and method to the madness of trying to direct people to ordering different things. Now, do you like or dislike a restaurant where they, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about going to like San Juan or something in, in San Francisco where you look at the menu and unless like, you know, probably if you're a Korean person, you have a much better idea of how to structure a menu. But for a non-Korean person, it is, a little bit confusing to assemble your own sort of like panchan and 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 the coursing is not appetizer, entree, dessert, right? There's more variety and like entry points into it. I like a restaurant that is trying to encourage you not to abide by just starters and entrees. It's too confusing for people. I like it. I know you do, but you're, you know, in the equivalent of dining speak, you're an Olympic athlete, gold medalist. Relative to the Silver average medal. person. Silver medals. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I barely lost that. <laughs> <laughs> but like most people can't. I hear you. And I hear you. having spent a career really trying to break that down into just nothing. It's impossible, right? And then people saying, oh, I'm tired of small plates. Let's go back to traditional. I was like, eh, whatever. What is your reaction when you have a menu where there is some sort of, you, you have all of your sort of a la carte options. And I'm not saying there's a tasting menu options. Maybe there's a tasting menu or there is some sort of more curated thing, right? It says you can order your small plates and your large plates and whatever, whatever, whatever. Or here's the dinner for six that includes a bunch of stuff. Do you gravitate toward that or do you run from that? Or do you get it and I think people have to understand there's no hard and fast rule here. Sometimes that is the only move you should do Mm -hmm. because it's actually like the best thing Mm -hmm. and you can supplement it with other things. There's nothing that is standardized. Every order, every restaurant, every day is going to be different. It's alive, which makes dining out such a wonderful thing, even into a restaurant you go to all the time. You know, David Boulay, one of the great chefs, America, probably arguably the greatest, most talented chef. Um, for In the mid to late 90s, a lot of people would say that was the best restaurant in the country. Even Thomas Keller worked there for a, a stretch. Everybody, he was the dude. There are diners that said that they never had the same meal twice. They would always have different dishes. And people that would go there two times a week type of stuff. That kind of stuff, that's like, that's like, that's like legendary. Yeah. It's like the Knicks winning the last NBA championship stuff. And also talking about flowers and stuff, he still, th- David Boulay has the best entrance to any restaurant I've ever been to. He used to walk into the original Boulay in Tribeca. It was a whole wall of about a thousand apples, fresh. And when you open that door, that smell of 
apples, it's like, what the hell is it? What? And it's also like, wow, that's a lot of apples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're overwhelmed with just, yeah. yeah. And it's just a lot of money to do that a kind of upkeep. But anyway, like ordering is, 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 is a, it's an art form. It really is. I, it's hard for me to do it not in the restaurant. I'm a much better orderer, orderer in person than I am out. Do you want to try one? Do sure. you want to try a restaurant we haven't been to? you want to try and approach, do you want to do Kwame's restaurant we've been talking about forever? you want to look at the menu and see how you I might know, I still haven't thing? gone because uh, I haven't been to New York that much. Tatiana, it's just pummeling everything. No surprise there. And uh, David Geffen Hall um, in Rockefeller Center. So I'm looking at a menu right now. He has small share and large share. Again, that's a very modern menu. I'm, I'm liking that. What I also like that it's not saying small plates. It's not saying appetizer. It's, to me, right off the bat, a very modern menu. Not that I need to know that because it's Kwame, but I haven't seen small share as a description before. Have you? Mm-mm. That's time. like, it, it, it takes you a second to think about that too. So again, I haven't even, I'm just opening up this menu right now. Caesar. Again, like you want to see what I'm going to order that because it's like, okay, what's their take on this? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's such a vanilla, everyone knows dish that allows you to sort of do a win above replacement, you know, a war score on, <laughs> on like what this restaurant is about to do. And like a lot of times for me, I'm like, we're not, don't even put that salad on. Can I, it's, it's funny. This is, we're truly like just sight reading this menu and music, you know, you sight read a piece that you've never seen before. As I opened up this menu, I realized the first thing I did was I, this is horrible. I will, I will go back and read all of it, but uh, as a speed reading method, I skip the first word of every single thing and just look at this, the last word of every <laughs> item. <laughs> Okra, crab, shrimp, sausage, dumplings, mushrooms, snapper, cod, Caesar, oxtails. Like this is where I'm going to, form my biases. So if I have a table four, and this is clearly a menu of Kwame's sort of life as well and of the foods of Africa. I, I was never at his restaurant in DC, but I'm going to get, I've had his Agusi dumplings before. They're delicious. I'm going to go dumplings, Caesar, cod, goat patties. Uh, you know what? I'm going to back that up. I'm going to, I'm going to go dumplings. No, 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 no. Sorry. I got to get my game. Like do this right. I'm going to do the Piri Piri salad and it's Caesar to start. I'm not going to get Escovetch. Um, maybe, I know, like if I was dining with Grace, she'd want the Escovetch. As a mid-course, I'm going to get cornbread, dumplings, and goat patties. Mm-hmm. Right? For the large share, I'm going oxtails. If you haven't had his oxtails before, they're really genuinely super, super good. I'm getting, this is tough. This is also a good thing when you want to have the when you have the problem of, God damn it, I want to order all of it. Mm-hmm. That's a good problem. It's still a problem, but that's so that's a hard thing to do. I mean, and I also this is another thing I try to do. I immediately look to the vegetarian dish, and if it's a dish that you want to order, and you would never want to order, and you never really look at a vegetarian dish, like it's a strong menu. You want to judge it by the weakest thing, and I'm like take out mushrooms. That's an interesting, oh, right off the bat. I'm super curious. Takeout mushrooms. That has takeout mushrooms, scallion pancake, plum sauce, pickled ginger. That to me said, like, I can almost guarantee you this is, oh, dude, one night we were eating this thing at home and we just had these mushrooms and I had these scallion pancakes left over from blah, blah. And I ate it and I thought, holy shit. <laughs> it's, it's like a stony invention in the best way. So this is tough. Right, I'm looking at it all, and it's all stuff that I want. I would probably say if we ask Kwame what the number one selling thing is, it's a short rib pastrami and the mom Duke, mom Duke shrimp. It's probably the I one and two. And the top selling thing on the small share will be the goat patties and dumplings. Dumplings for sure. And cornbread cod. I mean, honey nut piri piri salad is a is my wife's is just is is to lure my wife into forcing me to order some vegetables for sure, right? So I don't know for for the entrees, I'm I have to go braise oxtails because they're he makes it delicious. I, I, I you want to order uh, this is a problem. 
So this is it. It's like, oh shit, we got to come back. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. So what we always want to do at Major Domo, right? You were good at sort of decoding that. It's like, well, you want that problem because you want people to come back and be like, oh, I didn't order that. You want this story to continue. But for this, I will get the takeout mushrooms. I'm going to get curried snow crab. And I'm going to uh, oxtail shrimp crab. Oxtail shrimp crab. And I could have changed that up with any of the other th- other ones. But I'm going three because we did the mid-course as well. And that's going to be enough food. And I don't have any sides here, but uh, I'm sure there is a sides. What would you do here? What, I think one thing that's kind of underrated is the roast chicken. It's always like a safe dish and it's going to be the most popular. You know, chicken mousse, could be, because it's so dietary safe, a lot of people can't eat it. And it's like one of those things that you know, what's your riff on it? So in the same way that you guys look at a Caesar salad, I look at a roast chicken like, okay, what are you going to do with this to make me interested in it? No, I just You guys are, you guys are looking at me like So, I mean, this shawarma roasted chicken is obviously like a halal guy's reference, right? I'm right. sure it's good. Turmeric That's the one that I'm least interested in. White really? sauce, hot sauce. I know it's going to be good. And listen, if I'm a regular at this restaurant, that's going to, I'm going to order that a bunch. But my first time, I'm not getting in there. This is the dish that would get a... Uh, Here's into your credit, and I think this would happen to Chang too. Neither one of us would order that, but if you were with us, you'd be like, "I really want to try the chicken." Like, fine, fine, get get. We would pretend to be mad at you. <laughs> this is the real move. <laughs> would be, be like, "Ah, oh, fucking, you know, fine, add the chicken too," and we'd get the chicken on top of the whole thing, using you as cover, and then we would turn out to like it. <laughs> yeah. um, for dessert, I'm just getting the cheesecake because. I am at the point in my life, <laughs> it's going to sound terrible because I'm sure they're awesome. I don't want anything that's an, uh, an ingredient that isn't like normal. Well, not normal, but I don't want fenugreek. I love fenugreek, but I don't want it. And I definitely don't want sorrel. <laughs> if that was just lemon, I'm ordering that. And listen, I don't want to, I'm sure this is beautiful. I don't want to, <laughs> everyone should order these things. I'm just saying for me, I'm just going with the cheesecake because it's just like the simplest dessert as it is. Yeah, I, I think that with so the desserts are strawberry shortcake with strawberry sorbet, brown butter, and fenugreek. Which I don't know. What the, I don't know what the best case scenario is there for the fenugreek. <laughs> the, I think the, the best case scenario might be I can't taste it. Kwame, don't. This is not. Uh, we're ordering <laughs> this shit. Totally I'm telling you, we're totally ordering. wrong. We were totally wrong. Bodega special has the sorrel at the end. I'm more drawn to the sorrel than I am to the fenugreek. I've become this curmud- for desserts. I've just become this curmudgeonly. You're just you become, fucking you become, old white dude. You become your own dad. No, <laughs> I've become, become like you become a dad. Become like a fucking MAGA supporter on dessert. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. I'm just, truth. Man. I'm just telling you, for desserts, I am as like, I can't believe they fired Tucker Carlson. I know. That's like the on, de- on desserts, he's just like, all these fenugreeks are coming in and taking our jobs. Guys, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Why don't you just order all of them? Like, no. Th- you guys don't do that? No. No, no because this is about much, showing, much, just showing some curation, some bit, cur- cur- now, curatorial here's the thing. abilities. If they offered like ice cream on the side, I'm ordering. I, I'm at a point where just give me all the ice creams. Great. Ice cream is the best dessert. Let's I'm a, I'm a big here. order all the desserts and then see which one you like and then you'll come back for that next time. You know, like especially a place like this where you can see the menu you're just like, I'm probably going to have to come back here two or three times. I, do you think people understand what I was trying to say as I'm a curmudgeonly old white MAGA supporter <laughs> for my dessert? Philosophy, <laughs> you've become closed minded mm-hmm. about I, your now, de- yeah. where you want to branch out on desserts. Yes. Yahoo! Dave Chang <laughs> says he fucking supports <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, calls God. calls Donald Trump his sweet brownie. <laughs> <laughs> he admires Tucker Carlson. <laughs> it's interesting because this menu, this menu has. If I'm being honest, I think that I'm more drawn to this. There, there's a lot of stuff on here that you can see is Kwame's. Uh, kind of ode to New York stuff. The New York things. I think that's the takeout mushrooms. I think it's the shawarma roasted chicken. Uh, the pastrami. It's the bodega special. I mean, curried goat patties is both. Is both. Listen, he makes great food. It's the restaurant to be at in New York. And uh, I'm so happy for him. So uh, I can't wait to check it out. And yeah, when I'm there next time, for sure. Hey, let me ask you one more question about this menu as a, as a restaurant tour. 
who is it the health department that makes you put that line on a menu that says like consuming raw or undercooked, et cetera? It's by et cetera? law, I think. It's by law. Every menu too, has yeah, to have yeah, it. Yeah. Interesting. Like every restaurant has to have the same language, yeah. right? Interesting. Um, all right, take a quick break and do one more. Sure. All right, we're back. We're gonna do one more. We have one more. This is a favor to me. This is a favor to me because I gotta go back to the office after this. I'm gonna be late today. So let's go, let's look at DoorDash or Caviar. So here's here's the thing. I'm going to be late getting home today. I don't have time to make dinner. I'm going to order takeout. I'm going to order it right now <laughs> here for my family at home. We need to order takeout for my family. They have requested Thai food. So we should maybe look in the Thai section here. Hold on, hold on. Bullshit. <laughs> Nobody there has requested no, Thai No, my food. daughter, my, my daughter and son both requested Thai food. I, I know them. They have requested for a very specific reason. They like sticky rice. And they like me to make a sticky rice filled omelet in the morning. And also Keith eats egg rolls. That's all they know of Thai food. The only thing they know of Thai food is egg rolls and sticky rice. <laughs> Can we do it where it's um, tasting degustation? Yeah, okay, here's the other parameter. So this is what, what Chang was, allude, was alluding to earlier is from now on, we do how to menu. We're going to have another wheel of death where we're going to have certain stipulations that you have to abide by. The stipulations today are, it's got to be one of these restaurants near my house. My wife is on a low-carb, keto-style thing at the moment, so we've got to abide by that or have options for that. And I have two spice-hating children who want sticky rice. So I will tell you that the place I usually order from is Love to Eat Thai Cuisine, which delivers to me. They do not deliver to you. That is crazy. I'm, I'm at your website. They don't deliver. Holy shit. Right there, also, dude. eight miles. That's kind of a dick move, Chris. That's yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. Dick move. I pay the delivery <laughs> fee. And you pay $1 for your tip. Yeah, no, 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 tip? no, 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 no. My, college, my <laughs> college bar tip does not apply. I would also, I think we should also set a parameter here of a dollar amount that includes full tip and fees. I am a subscriber, so I don't have the, mm. the regular fee. Mm. But they, they charge you more. Because you've already kind of marked yourself. What do you mean? So you, all right, all right, all right. Let's okay. get let's get the business here. All right. All right. Are we doing love to eat? Yeah, we doing just love to eat. Love to eat. You're doing papaya salad for sure. You're doing a larb. Okay, I know that's a guarantee going to happen. What kind of larb? That is up to you. Don't matter to me. I don't. I love you, but not enough to give a shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding it now. Um, spice level medium because you know medium is always spicy. Uh, I have as I can confirm, have ordered hot, did regret. <laughs> I just feel like really that's a spicy. guarantee. If you go to a Thai restaurant, you're like you can't just like not get. It's like going to a, a sports bar and not getting wings or something. You have to get Thai. And you have to get lar. You have to get papaya salad. You have to get larp, Right. Right. You can't get one without the other too. Along those lines. Is there a world where you make a Thai order and can forego pad Thai? Yes. Is it today? I, I do it all the time. All right. I mean, pad, pad Thai is for, you know. I've You and I have had this conversation yeah. and regretted not getting pad Thai before. No, but I, I'm telling you right now, like pad Thai is for like, you know. We I'm know who pad Thai is 22 for. 22 years old and look how sophisticated I am. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Look, this is how you eat it. You put some lime juice on it. <laughs> These long white things, those are edible. They're called bean sprouts, I think. <laughs> Be nice, guys. Come on. Uh, all right. Papaya salad. Which one? There's a... Get the shredded green one. $14. All right. That's on. That's on. You don't need any of the, the... No proteins. No proteins. Get it clean. And that's why you can always put larb on top of it, too. You, you don't do that move? Of course I do that move. I just want to make sure. Come on, what are you Come talking on. about? It's dude? like the salad's got to mingle. I'm <laughs> mingling. Um, their fried chicken is very good. I've had it. Their crab meat fried rice, very good. What do you think about? Their crab curry, very, very good. good. Very, very, very good. What do you think about Mu Ping, the famous street food of Thailand, grilled marinated pork on skewers? It's good, but. I think that's something you eat there. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Fair. Those are things that you want super hot that you got to blow on, right? To cool down. Let's take care of the kids here real quick. Fried chicken. You're getting fried chicken. You're getting crab meat, fried rice. I know that. That's already happening. 
<laughs> okay. And now you got to get something for that, that, that takes care of Jamie. And I think right now you're at fried rice. If you're not going to get pad thai with your kids too, what you're really looking for is one more dish. You're looking for one more dish that can cover both mom and kids. Although, what are we at right here? Oh, this is like a Chris wish, like Chris's wish list. I'm just looking at our price here. You're getting a curry, and you're going. You're going. The kids aren't going to eat the curry. Okay, but you can get roti. The roti is good. You're going to get side orders, two, three orders of sticky rice. Yes, that's how well, <laughs> it's on here. Incredible. You know exactly how many. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're going to get. You're going to cave in and you're going to get a pad CU and get a noodle dish. So, can I tell you the truth? I'm pad CU over pad Thai. You see? Did I call it? Bold play. Did I call it or what? That's a bold play. Here's what we've got so far here. Let's see how we're, let's just, let's assess the situation of where we are right now. We've got a, a larb with pork, papaya salad, three orders of sticky rice, egg rolls for a keithy bear. Got to order some roti, man. Fried chicken. Crab meat, fried rice, pad CU. That's at one seventeen. If I get roti, I have to get a curry. I gotta, I, there's nothing in here to, to dip, dip, dippy. I mean, there's a, if you look on the appetizer, there's an eggplant curry with roti. I found it. It's delicious. Is there? Yes. There what is. is Jamie gonna eat? That's what I want to know. No, no. What is she? So she needs like that's the that's where the well she can have larb. She can have papaya salad. Can probably have fried chicken. Can I say what the also the move is when I see something like this too? And this is something that no one's really had. Someone's got to write a book about this game theory about this. When you have the extra proteins at the end, mm-hmm. I actually have this all the time when I try to order Zanku's chicken. I'm like, God, I can get a whole like shredded thing of dark meat for like 18 bucks. And it's like, oh, what do I do? Do I get that and that? Done it. Yeah, I know you have. Done it. When you just get, talk about this, people don't realize the value in just getting a pint of meat. <laughs> just like a pint. So, of so meat. like what for Jamie? You can get extra duck. I think that crispy pork without getting anything else, just the pure protein uh, in and of itself. Pork play. So crispy. I think you get a side of extra crispy pork just for Jamie. Do you think that there's anything in the stir fry section? No, that is worth doing. No, okay. By ordering her crispy pork or duck. You're showing extra love and care. There's this clean, unadulterated, no sauce, think, no nothing. What do you think extra crab meat looks like? <laughs> <laughs> hit you with a can. Well, what are they going to give me for that? Just like it's a, probably a small deli cup. Just like a little deli cup of yeah. crab, right? Of, yeah. of lump crab meat or something. But extra pork, or I mean, should I, I just get Jamie four fried eggs? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good order. All right, let me see. Let me see where we're at. I feel all for Jamie. <laughs> you feel bad. What do you say more? You all don't right, feel like so this we, is sufficient. I don't think this is sufficient for Jamie at all. Like we just got to get Here's, get some vegetables in there. Dude, you 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 haven't been married over as long. <laughs> you don't know. So it's going to be expensive dinner. It's going to be expensive. <laughs> yeah, but dinner. you're over you're over carbs, I think. And I think it's I you, think we might have to kill one of the carbs yeah. and get something else. And, and kill the pad see you. Kill and and keep the crab meat fried the rice. Crab meat fried rice there is fantastic. Kill the pad see you. So we got fried chicken, larb. We got to find one. We got to find one more. We got to find more. One more. Keto. The Mu Ping has too much sugar in it. Mu Ping has too much sugar. We got to find something along like a grill. I want like a. But, I wish this place had like Gaiyang or something. You know. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. Dave is anti. Yeah, get our vegetables. Whatever. You can do that crab meat. You can do the crab curry and just not eat the noodles right, too, just, right? Just, just, choose, just choose it. Just choose it. I don't think the listeners care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My gosh. I mean, for Jamie on the keto diet, I feel for grilled marinated pork and spicy lime dressing. All right. Yeah, that's the point. Or the pork jerky is another. You could just do that. I'm going to do marinated pork. All right. That's my order. I will take photos. I'll report back. Should I order dinner tonight? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've played, we've played two rounds of how to menu and now we've just started ordering (laughs) So. I feel pretty good. Next time around, we'll do. Uh, we're going to do. We're going to. We have a debate that's bubbling up here. Yeah, a little preview. I think we're going to do a debate club where 
I don't think anyone will take the other side, which is going to be an interesting debate club, which I'm okay. Oh, you don't want to rep, you want to rep the con? Uh, I'm ready to you, rep the con. You want to yeah. rep it? I'm not oh, rep my con. God, yeah. this might be the... This. You want to do it right now? No, 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 not right now. We'll do it tomorrow. Let me prep. All right. Oh, I think feelings are going to be hurt tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> shit. Let's go. <laughs> wow. We got to be like tag team. <laughs> if you somehow <laughs> defeat us, there's no way. There's no way. Just a tease. We're going to do a debate club. And Chris and I are going to take the only stance that's worth taking, mm-hmm. which is food should be trademarked and there should be strong IP ability to protect the inventors and creators of it. And the argument is that it would not decrease innovation. Yes. And you know we'll be playing the role of Ayn Rand tomorrow. <laughs> And wait, reading, wait. reading from Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> He's got the fountainhead tattooed to him in Korean. I actually just had a good amount of time reading that book. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Um, give us five stars. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>